I'm reaching a little bit. I'm looking at this list of top players of all time. I am reaching a little bit, but I have to go with the man that broke my heart in 2013. I'm not gonna lie, the Kevin Durant pick threw off so much of my strategy, but oh, this is stressful. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Locked In Podcast. My name is Ani. My name is Shri. And today we have some very special guests for a very special episode. Today, myself, Shri, and our four guests that are joining us will be doing an NBA all-time draft, where we'll be drafting our team of NBA legends. And with us today, we have some great guests. We have Anuj, we have Deshaun, we have Neil, and we have Zach. Guys, Welcome to the podcast. Really great to have you all. So I just want to ask you guys real quick, what are your guys' draft strategies going into this? Dish, we'll start with you. What are you going into this? Um, I'm going to stick to my instincts on based on who, I, who I've seen, who I've seen highlights for, who I've really liked, and uh, try to go from there, uh, try to pick up some good picks today. So Anuj, I know... I spoke with you the other day with Ani and like you were going into the advanced stats for a bunch of players, a bunch of debates. So is that going to carry over for today? Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing for picking players is first two way. Can they guard? Can they be on offense and efficiency? I think efficiency is very necessary when picking a player and that I'm just going to go off of the advanced stats and obviously a little bit of eye test. So Zach, I know you have a very favorite team, the Spurs. Are you going to be choosing based on that or do you have a different strategy? I do have to adhere to Spurs culture. I have to. It's Spurs Nation, but uh, also have to give a quick shout out to Baylor basketball, who who beat the who beat Ani's Longhorns not only once but uh, but twice this this last season. So man, that may be uh, that may come into account as well. Oh my I'm god! But... All right, finally, finally, we got Neil. I know you're a you're a huge D Wade fan, but you're also a Warrior fan. So I guess when you're going for that that guard spot, like, what are you thinking in terms of drafting? Uh, it's going to be difficult. Like, I'm thinking, I've, I'm trying to compare different generation stats and, like, trying to compare, oh, like, within this generation, how this person did as compared to, like, a different time. But, yeah, I got to I gotta keep, like, rest to my boy D-Wade. It's kind of hard to think away from that. But, you know, MJ is kind of a bit of an issue, you know, if I have that luxury. So, we'll see. All right, we will see. But, Ani, you want to you wanna get started with this draft generator? We're going to do a snake draft, similar to some fantasy leagues and... Let's just get to it, Ani. Let's do it. Yeah. Before we get into that real quick, just the rules for our viewers and our listeners. We compiled a list of 100 players, partially based off ESPN 74, NBA greatest all-time players list they put out earlier this year. Uh, we randomly are going to assign a draft order right now, and then based on that, each player will have around 30 to 45 seconds to choose their player and sort of justify why. We're going to have six rounds, so we're basically creating a starting five and one six men. At the end of our sixth round, we're going to have a roast section where we're all going to roast the other teams and defend why we've made the best pick. So without further ado, let's get into it. So here we have our beautiful draft simulator. Uh, let's randomly generate this draft for that. Oh, oh okay. let's so, go. Let's go. I, on you have the first pick, Anuj has the second pick. Deshaun has a third pick, Shri has a fourth pick, Zach, you're the fifth pick, and Neil, you have the sixth pick. So, not looking very good for me, but 
I guess with that out of the way, it's time to start this draft. And I have the first pick and I can't really do anything other than choose Michael Jordan. I, I mean, it's the first pick, it's either that or LeBron. I feel like it's a 50-50 for some people. For me, I'm choosing Michael Jordan, greatest of all time, especially after seeing the last dance during quarantine, but I don't really have a choice. So yeah, guys, I'm, I'm choosing Michael Jordan, my first pick. So Nude, on to you. Oh, one sec. Okay, so I mean, as you said, it's kind of obvious you were going between Michael and LeBron, so I'm gonna have to take LeBron. Um, I don't like he's just a walking triple double, one of the best two players of all time. So I'm very happy with that pick. Now, Deshaun, the third pick is up to you, and this is where I think it gets a little bit more challenging. I mean, the first two are you know really obvious, but this third pick, what are you gonna do with? So um, I was gonna go with like a big man, but I think it's easy to lock down like what the next player. I, I I think I'm gonna have to go with Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean. Oh, dude, you left the door open. I when I really thought you were gonna take the player I'm gonna take now. So with the fourth pick, I'm gonna take Magic Johnson, undoubtedly the greatest facilitator in NBA history. With size and that passing ability, he just makes everyone around him better and. I'm really happy with that fourth pick. Yeah, dude, I just think you really left the, the door wide open for a lot of players that could get drafted. But we'll see uh, how it all shapes out. So, so Zach, now it's on to you. Who, who are you going to draft with the fifth pick in this draft? Now, I anger a lot of people with my, my top five and my top ten list. and I, But I have to stick by it with the number five pick. I'm picking Steph Curry. Ooh. Okay. No player, no player attracts that much defense, that much gravity in a given game, and I think I think he, that's a good start for my team. I like it. I don't have a problem with that pick at all. Yeah, of course you don't have a problem with that pick. You're the biggest Warriors fanboy, but I'm I'm just glad I'm just glad the the, the person who picked the Warriors player wasn't treated for, for the first time. I mean, yeah, I'm a Spurs fan. I'm not supposed to do this, but I also rep the Bay. I'm like nothing's more revolutionary than Steph Curry in the Bay Area. So there you go. Facts, facts. Hi, Neil, you have the last pick in the first round. Let's see what you're gonna go with here. All right, I gotta give respect to the person who doesn't get enough recognition to this day. The best, arguably the best player of all time before Michael Jordan was even, you know, relevant. I'm going with Kareem, stats machine. I can't believe Kareem fell to the sixth pick, yo. He's, I'm surprised too. I thought he was gonna go first. He has the most unguardable shot in NBA history. Incredibly. And Neil, lucky for you, you have another pick. So with the first pick in the second round, seventh pick overall, who are you going with to back up your great number six pick, a steal, if I will say, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I got to go with, again, one of the best scorers of all time, Kevin Durant. No. Oh, oh a my lot of God. Off a lot of draft Yo. A lot of other people Close the door. A lot of Crazy. I can't. All right. I'm not going to say anything. All right, Zach. What up? Uh, when you said best score, I was a little scared he was going to snipe my pick because I think I have one of the best scores. I'm going to go with Will Chamberlain. Very admirable pick. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Legend, one of the greatest. So, only person ever score 100 points. I'm surprised he dropped to the eighth overall pick in this draft, but this is a draft chock full of surprises already in the first two rounds. So, Shree, now, now it's your turn. What crazy move are you going to do this time? 
I'm not gonna lie, the Kevin Durant pick threw off so much of my strategy, but oh, this is stressful. I'm gonna have to go Tim Duncan. You know, he's the most consistent player in NBA history. 15-time All-NBA, 15-time All-Defense, 15-time All-Star. One of the best defensive players of all time. And I'm just getting 20 and 11 for his whole career. And there's nothing bad people can ever say about Tim Duncan. I'm pretty sure he's going to become the next great head coach, former player turned head coach. So, you know, I got no issues with Timmy D here. I didn't take that. It hurt me. It hurt me. It hurt me to pass up. But you know when Will's there... Yeah, I do. Uh, honestly, like I think a very good thing. Good job, Shreve. But I know Zach's inner Spurs fan is dying. Uh, but Dish, it's your turn now with with another pick. What are you gonna do? There's a lot of options for you to consider. I think I'm gonna have to go with um, the big man of himself, Bill, Bill Russell, the Mister Mister Eleven Championships. This guy is. Uh, a legend for the Boston Celtics, and he's a prime defender, and I think he's definitely going to attribute well to my team. Interesting. Is it Anuj next, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah when you said the big man, I got scared that you're going to take my guy. I'm going to have to take the big diesel, Shaq. He's mm. going to back everyone down. That's just what he does. You know, just throw that 350-pound weight. Great pick, Anuj. Great pick. Uh, Looking at this, I got really scared someone was going to pick the player I'm going to pick next, but I think I have to do it to him. I'm going to have to pick the Celtics legend, Larry Bird. You know, out of the players left, I think he's arguably one of the best. And, you know, just for me, he's one of the greatest of all time. I love watching his highlights. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Larry Bird. And I, that. I don't think it's arguable that he was the best. I think it's like a clear-cut he's conclusion. He's one of the best, yeah. I think, I think... Uh, Let's go ahead and show our viewers that are watching on YouTube what the what the teams look like right now, and we'll read the teams out to our listeners. So, Team Ani, I have Michael Jordan and Larry Bird so far in the first two rounds. Team Shree has Magic Johnson and Tim Duncan. Tim Anuj has LeBron James and Shaq, two former teammates. Uh, Team Zach has Steph Curry and Will Chamberlain going for the guard and the center. Nice, nice opposition there. Uh, team Dish has Kobe and Bill Russell, and Team Neil has Kevin Durant and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And honestly, the, the teams are, are looking pretty fair right now. I wouldn't say one team is very ahead of the other. Uh, you could argue that the teams are are more or less kind of even right now based on personal preference. But I think the later rounds are really where we're going to shake things up. See, I think the teams are going to tend to look even when we're picking from the 20 like greatest players in NBA history. There's bound to be some level of competition there. I do agree. I think the first three picks for everyone are going to be, but I think, as I said, the later round, fourth, fifth, and sixth pick for each player and for each team is going to be pretty crazy. So now it's my turn, and I'm, I'm going to have to pick Hakeem Olajuwon with, with this one. I think with the players left, there's a few good ones, but I just have my eye, my, my eye on Hakeem Olajuwon, a great player. So, is he a center or a power forward? Uh, we'll see how this draft shapes up. But I think the good thing is he gives you the versatility to play both. So. I thought we were going to keep this draft positionless, man. I think to I, a point, but... I mean, but, like, I feel like positionless, if you have, like, Durant as your center, like, it's not going to be fun. No, you but, know, like, like, like the example... Be... 
like I guess like Tim Duncan can play power forward. Yeah, forward exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works. And also like in the uh, older generations, I think like the uh, all players were usually like specified for a specific position. Like in in like now, players are can like you would have like LeBron James playing point guard. Like it doesn't really matter. Like it's kind of different in terms of generational basketball. All right, let's keep this going then. Um, Ani, you just, just went. Baking, so yeah. A new just your turn. Who do you have with this? With this with the pick in the third round. My turn. Um, I'm gonna have to go for this guy. He's a beast. He won one championship. I'm gonna have to take Kevin Garnett. So he leads his team in all five categories. Um, I'm a big fan of Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he's definitely a legend. And he might be the, the future owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll see, we'll, we'll see how things shake up. So. Hopefully he's not as bad as Jordan. <laughs> we, I, I, that's a pretty low bar uh, to set. Dish, it, it, it's your pick, man. What are you going to do now? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with um, the logo. The logo himself, Jerry West. I think I'm going to have to take Jerry West. That's a really good pick. Definitely good pick. I think just saying the logo speaks for itself. So, three, it's your turn. What are you going to do now? You've already drafted uh, Maggie Johnson and Tim Duncan. Who's the third player on your team? So, when Anuj said he was going to draft a player with one championship, I was scared he was going to take my guy, but I'm going to take one of the big men who's really changed floor spacing and stretching the floor, and I'm going to take Dirk Nowitzki. He is. His 2011 playoff run, I'm just going to explain how efficient he was. He shot 48.5% from the field, 46% from three-point range, and 94% from the free throw line, and he won the championship. That is undoubtedly one of the greatest runs for a big man, anybody. And he kind of just did this his whole career until like the last few years. So I'm going to take Dirk. Legendary championship run, I think, again, when he retired a few years ago, everyone in basketball was that a legend of the game. So now with the, with the fifth pick is in this round, uh, Zach, who do you have your eye on? He stole my pick. He stole uh, the tall baller from the G, as he's uh, on Basketball Reference. And that's one of the reasons why I love Basketball Reference. They have just such the uh, like random nicknames for everyone. Like I'm pretty sure Channing, T uh, Channing Fry is known as uh, Buffet of Goodness. But anyway, <laughs> they have nicknames. I'm going to go with the round mount of rebound, Charles Barkley. Mm, that's a good pick. Barkley could literally do everything on the basketball court. I got boards on my team. I got points. I got spacing. I like it so far. This is a pretty even team. And yeah, Charles Barkley is again. The, the first few years of his career was really, really good. I think I think held off a little bit. But I yield. Last pick of this round comes down to you. There's a lot of people that have been taken off the board, but there's still some great players on there. Who do you have? All right. I think I am going to take arguably also one of the best scorers in the NBA of all time. Surprised also he's not off the board yet. I'm going with Karl Malone, the mailman. No championships, but like, what, two-time MVP, four-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, 20, like, what, 52% field goal percentage for his career? I think you mean like 14-time. I don't know if he was like a four-time All-Star. Oh, 14. 14, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I might have missed it. Yeah, 14. The reason that one is important there, but yeah, I think yeah. a pretty good pickup. So now you have another another slot to fill. The fourth pick on your team, 
back-to-back picks again. So are you going to try and get a point guard to supply Carl Malone with that pick and roll? Or who do you have? You haven't picked a guard yet, so. You know what? We all know who my favorite player of all time is, and I would be stupid to not have him on my all-time team. So picking up D-Wade. Oh, man. Think of like the 2010s D-Wade, or like the 2000s D-Wade. Big one I want. People forget that early early 2010s D Wade was still nasty. He was still like a top seven eight player in the league. Like the 06 finals was like arguably one of the best finals performances of all time. He so, did really really cool through for the team during that finals. So. He Definitely did an all time performance and honestly yeah. a great pick. Yeah. So Zach with second pick in this round, uh, who who's your fourth player that's going to be joining Curry, Barkley, and Emmanuel Chamberlain on your team? So I'm reaching a little bit. I'm looking at this list of top players of all time. I am reaching a little bit, but I have to go with the man that broke my heart in 2013, Ray Allen. Prettiest, prettiest jump shot of all time, Ray Allen. Okay, wow. That is a, a big shock to almost all of us, I think. Uh, definitely reaching, a, a really big reach. But, uh, Wait, uh, Zach, who's your point guard? Steph Curry. Steph. Okay, Steph and Ray makes sense. I th- yeah, I think my strategy is uh, is beginning to expose itself a little bit. I'm good spacing with those two. I don't know about that defense though. That that's a little <laughs> bit of an issue. See, my thing go. is you need to defend. I feel like modern NBA is taught us you don't need to defend when you're just faster and can shoot better. But we'll see. We'll see at the row session. Or if you have Wolf on your team, you don't need to guard anybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, am I up next, Ani? Yeah, you are. It is Re- read out my team. Uh, so far, you have Magic, Derek, and Tim Duncan. Okay, that sounds nice. I don't even know your own team. On, no, I just, I just wanted him to say it. it just sounds nice. Um, yo, okay, I'm I'm semi lacking perimeter defense right now, so I'm gonna take Scottie Pippen because I know he's gonna guard almost anybody. He's gonna score. He can lock down in the playoffs when Jordan didn't play the one year he retired like Pippen was a, a very fringe MVP candidate he still finished like top five I'm pretty sure um I'm gonna make sure I pay him on my team because he was the most underpaid player of all time but yeah I'm gonna take Scotty I think you, you broke a lot of people's hearts I was thinking a lot of people wanted to take Scotty but damn that was my pick right there that was my pick I can see it in your face, dude. I can really see it in your face. That was a tough pick. In, in lieu of Scotty, who are you going to take now? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Kawhi Leonard. He led the Raptors to a championship last year, and he was definitely like one of... He, he still has a lot of time in his career to prove himself, but I definitely think he's a really solid pick for this team. Your team is shaping up really good defensively. You have both Kobe and Kawhi, so... Also scores. Yeah, also scores, but you know, compared to Zach's team, the, the, the defense is definitely a little up in We don't need, we'll score 300 points a game. We don't need to defend. We'll just ignore that. We'll, we'll have 100 of them, dude. Uh, Anuj, so, so with the second uh, pick in this round, you have some choices ahead of you. Uh, Kawhi was my pick. I was, I was so ready to pick Kawhi. I was like, oh God. Um, um, I'm going to have to take guys um might be a little underrated um for this for this actually no i'll pick him later i'll pick up tracy mcgrady of 
course, of yeah. course. I was arguing. I was arguing about it to you yesterday. I just think like in in the five year prime, he was dropping thirty. He was still passing the ball. He can defend. He's six eight. He can play two through maybe four. Maybe not in this fantasy, but he could probably play the three. So that's a great pick. It definitely is a really good pick up there. You've left me with some very difficult choices. Uh, I can't, there's one player I can't believe hasn't been drafted yet. I think, I think for my pick right now, I'm, I'm going to have to go. I need a point card, so I'm going to have to go Oscar Robertson for me personally. I, I you know, thank you. The way he plays was, was a triple double machine before that padding Russell Westbrook was. Really? Uh, sorry, really? I, I, sorry, I insulted Russell Westbrook three. Uh, no, we don't. Right here, we don't need this. We don't need the slander today. I'm surprised you haven't picked him up yet, dude. Not not for an all-time team, unfortunately. So the the fourth round is, is now over. So I will show our viewers what the teams are shaping up like. So the listeners, Team Ani, myself, I have Oscar Robertson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Team Olajuwon. Team Three has. A very nice sounding team, as he likes to say, is Magic Johnson, Scotty Pippen, Dirk, and Tim Duncan. Team Anuj has T Mac, Tracy Grady, LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, and Shaquille O'Neal. Team Zach has Steph Curry, Ray Allen, Charles Barkley, and Will Chamberlain. Team Dish has Jerry West, Kobe Bryant, Kawhi Leonard, and Bill Russell. And finally, Team Neal has Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant, Carl Malone, and Kuna Baby Ball. So, very interesting picks in the last two rounds. Um, some some wild ones, uh, ones that pop out to me right now. Ray Allen for sure by by Team Zach. Very surprising. I'm, I'm not going to say it wasn't it wasn't a good pick, but very surprising. And you know, dished in a lot of hearts taking Kawhi Leonard. So I think Team Mac was a it was a good pick in terms of constructing a team. I mean, obviously in terms of the all time rankings, it's a little questionable. But I mean, when we when we're comparing these teams later, I think the Team Mac pick makes more sense. Thank you. Um, some, some hard decisions left for me with the, with the fifth pick now. Uh, really, really scrolling through this list and, and trying to see who's left to take. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take the, the legend himself, Dr. J, Billy Zergen. I think with, with the people left, I, I need one more big man on my team. And I really think Dr. J would complement my team pretty well. So that's what I'm going to take, Billy Zergen, the legend. All right, Anuj, who do you have? Well, I'm looking for a point guard, um, but the point guard has to be decent at defense. I don't want him getting destroyed by any of the other point guards, so I'm going to have to take Chris Paul. Ooh, I did not expect that. I think late 2000s Chris Paul dropping 20 and 10 with three steals would be great two-way. Wow. That, that old CP3 had some clamps. He played some defense, yeah. You can see if you're on the Thunder today is, is a very good point card in the league, and you know he's definitely health-wise not the same that he was in the early 2010s. Yeah, you just need people with IQ to you know boss the other people around. He's the he point guard. City, he was great in New Orleans, so very very good pickup. Dish, uh, now it's your turn. A, a lot of choices. Who, who are you going to fill your starting lineup with? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to conclude my starting lineup with. Uh, with I think Rick Barry, I think he adds a good like 
Um, I think that's a good pick. Warriors is strong Warriors team. He had pretty good shooting, so I'll take that. He shot like this, huh? Free throw line. Free throw line. That's all. That's all I know about Rick Barry is his free throw shot. <laughs> I know. I know very little else. He's a great scorer. You got to see the black and white tapes to know how he played, though. Huge, huge pickup from from Bish, and and now we're on to three. I'm. Are you going to fill your your starting lineup with? Who are you going to compliment with? As you said, a very good sounding team. See, the thing with Magic is that I don't need another guy who handles the ball a lot. But there's so many good guards left that it feels like a crime not to pick them. Oh my god. I'm going to leave James Harden. I'm not taking him. I'm going to take Clyde Drexler. I'm going to take a perfect complimentary shooter to pair alongside these guys I already have. He's a very underrated defender throughout his career. And I feel like if, if Michael Jordan wasn't playing at the same time Clyde Drexler was, more people would be talking about him to this day. Definitely a very underrated player as all of us are nodding along. So yeah, that was a good pick. Anderson picked him earlier, but very, very, very good pick. And now we have Zach coming up to you who are you going to fill your starting lineup with now i've made some unpopular decisions as of as of far um and i don't think i'm going to change it for my last pick with my last pick i'm going with reggie miller oh dude he was going to be my sixth man you know he's a good wing i feel like his game would translate today too and like the uh three and d type lengthy can shoot the three love it he was one of the first guys to like use gravity on the basketball court. Like people would just stay attached to him. He would create so many chances for his teammates just by moving off ball. That's a great pick. That's the thing. My team can, you can't double anyone on my team. We just have a bunch of guys running around shooting threes. We also have a bunch of guys not guarding anybody. We're not even going to run down the field to play defense. That's the thing. We're just going to wait. We're going to wait for the ball to come to the offense. Right. A lot Good of perimeter scoring, a lot of perimeter shooting in your team. Four pretty great scores, and then you know you have Charlie Clark, who's also pretty good scoring as well. Right? So, nice, nice team shaped up so far. So, Neil, last pick in the fifth round. Who do you have your eye on to complete your starting lineup? I'm caught because because I do have a good amount of scoring ability in my lineup. You know what? I think I'm going to take one of the low-key underrated, but still like best two-way players, like point guards of all time. And if you have Carl Malone, you got to have John Stockton. So I'm going to take John Stockton. You got two-fifths of the Utah Jazz, man. Congrats. Why, thank you. <laughs> no championship, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> it's okay. I think I think Kareem helps the championship. Yeah. Uh, but you have one more pick, your bench player, your sixth man, who are you going to take to help complement your team so far? I want to take someone who can do almost anything, could ball handle very moderately, but could still be a dominant scorer both inside and even at the perimeter, building up a three-point game. Soon, we'll probably win a championship. I got to go with Giannis off the bench. I was waiting for that pick. I was wondering if he was just going to get left out of this draft. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I didn't think anyone would take him. Because with all the ball handlers, you need a little bit of space. Also, yeah. ball handlers. So, true. Nice. Back, back to you. Or you're gonna complete your 
your team, if you're gonna have another very questionable call, or go safe with it here. I'll let you be the judge, but I, you know what? You primed me as a Spurs fan coming into this draft, so it's only right. I'm gonna take six-man legend, Spurs legend, Argentinian legend, male pattern baldness legend, Manu Ginobili. Good pick. Good pick. He's not gonna, he's not gonna mind coming off the bench either, so I don't have to worry about the uh, the team chemistry. Were you were you drafting the six men with the intention that they've kind of been familiar with the role before, or were you just yeah, 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 he thrives. He's not gonna, his ego's not gonna take over the team. It's not gonna destroy the clubhouse. That's interesting. Oh, I, 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 take, I think I think of all the people drafted, he's the, he's the person that primarily in his career was known for being a sixth man. But still, you know, a great, great NBA player, so. Also, as a first man, it's only right. It feel, it feel wrong. You gotta have one sports player on your team. Now I feel that, I feel that, so. Shree. Back to you now to close out your team for you gonna pick. Dude, it feels wrong to call any of these players left a six man. Like there's there's nobody that Oh my god. You know what? I'm gonna take another guy who can do a lot of things on a basketball court. He can score. He wasn't necessarily the best outside shooter, but I don't really have to worry about outside shooting with my team at this point. I need another player who can just lock down on defense and play the guard spot to, you know, help. Magic Johnson when he needs some rest or whatever. I'm gonna take Gary Payton. I had to. Nobody's scoring anymore, dude. <laughs> a solid pick right there. Very, very good defender. Pretty good offensively as well. But really good picture to close out your team. So now you have Dish. Well, who are you gonna close your team out with? There are a lot of options out here for you, so I'm very curious to see who who you have your eye on. I think I gotta close my team out, show some love to the Bay. I gotta close it out with Clay Thompson. Oh gotta have Clay Thompson on my team. That's a the dime. I had a whole speech about Clay good coming perimeter my shooting. <laughs> I can round out my defensive team with a good with some good three point shooting. Hey, are we doing trades in this? Hey, y'all can come to me for my trades. I ain't trading anyone. I wasn't talking about Clay, I was just saying in general. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Clay's amazing pick. That was gonna be my pick. Really hate that because I wanted a little bit of spacing. I might just go the entire opposite way since I have two ball handlers and LeBron and Chris Paul. They can both play point. So if Chris Paul's out, I can just go big, and I'm gonna take Anthony Davis. I think he can lock down at least two to three positions and. Garnett can sometimes play the three. It's a very iffy thing. I just want a large team now. So, yeah. AD and Garnett on the court at the same time is terrifying. That is truly scary. Maybe even put Shaq at the five. Garnett oh. at the three. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not too much spacing, but Garnett and AD are decent shooters. So, I'm fine with that. With the last pick in this draft, there's a lot of options for me to choose. A lot of players that... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fill my team with. I think my team honestly needs some some pure shooting. Devin Booker. Uh, I was really thinking about it, but I think I'm gonna have to go with James Harden uh, to fill my six, man. I really need some pure shooting. I feel like I have the defense okay, but I really, really need some shooting. Do you think Jordan will like Harden on the team? You know what? I think the question I is. I think the question is. Issues. The issue is, will Harden like Jordan on his team? 
nobody's gonna be liking anybody there. <laughs> you know, I, I think Ginobili was a career six man player, but Harden started out his career on on the bench for the Thunder. So I think he started using that role. So you know, maybe he'll. I think arguably everyone on, on my team is better than he is. So uh, I, I don't think he'll mind it. I, I, that's definitely a lie. He's gonna be really mad. But it is what it is. You know? <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but now let's let's show our viewers and let's tell our listeners what these teams are. So my team, Team Ani, I have Oscar Robertson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Dr. J, Julius Irving, Hakeem Olajuwon, and James Harden on the bench. Team 3 has Magic Johnson, Clyde Drexler, Scotty Pippen, Dirk Nowitzki, Tim Duncan, and on the bench, Gary Payton. Team Nuke has Chris Paul, Jason McGrady, LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, Shaquille O'Neal, and on the bench, Anthony Davis, Steve Zach. Starting guards are Steph Curry and Ray Allen, Reggie Miller and Charles Barkley, and Will Chamberlain right out his starting lineup, and he is Manu Ginobili on the bench. Team Dish has Jerry West, Kobe Bryant, Rick Barry, Bill Russell, and Clay Thompson. And finally, Team Neal has John Stockton, Wayne Wade, Kevin Durant, John Stockton's partner in crime, Carl Malone, Prima Jabbar, and finally Giannis. So, with that, out of the way seeing how the draft shook up let's start with this roast session so let's start with last pick first neil why do you think your team's the best or if you don't think it's the best whose team do you think is the best that's is tough like everyone's teams are pretty well-rounded i'd say um i'll say like, i definitely like my team just from the standpoint of i feel like it's very well-rounded and if i need like, people forget that even, like, Prime D. Wade was a top defender, too. So, I I don't know. At the guard position, even inside, I feel like the front court solid. The, the back court might be a little bit slow, but I feel like all in all, just the scoring potential and the, still, like, all-around defensive potential is pretty not bad with my team. So, I think it could definitely compete pretty well. You want to roast any of the teams in particular, any of the picks that you think were kind of icky, or are you going to be oh. a nice guy for this one? I mean, Zach, I don't know about Reggie Miller and your starting five. Among your options, Ginobili is one of the best, one of the best, like, six men of all time. But just among the other options, like, I'm surprised AI didn't even go off at all. Just because he could do a lot, too, scoring options-wise. And then Dish, <laughs> Clay on the bench, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I still feel like they're Clay is a very a good scorer, but in terms of overall efficiency, uh, I'm, I'm caught. Like not bad picks. They're still like if Clay's having a good day or even Mon is having a good day, still pretty nasty. But yeah, it's tough. Neil, I want to ask you about your Giannis pick. So yeah. you have three like very big players already, right? You have Durant, you have Malone, you have Kareem. Like, were you thinking about taking any guard depth? With your six man? Uh, yeah, I know. I thought about it. But see, with KD, I feel like he can, he's a little more than obviously your traditional big man. I guess like the only thing is the team might be a little bit slower. But all in all, even Giannis, see, I feel like Giannis is almost the best of both worlds if you don't have LeBron as an option, just because he's like, what, seven foot dude? He can ball handle just, he's still very average at his ball handling abilities, but it's just getting better and better. And he's building a scoring game too. So I felt like if Giannis was an option and I kind of needed someone to take care of more on the court than just like moving the ball around and having like a quicker backcourt, I thought Giannis was just someone I kind of wanted to take. Because I thought, I thought you drafted well, but I just, yeah. I feel like there's not enough 
spacing, I guess. Like, obviously, we know Durant is like, un- he, once he crosses half court, he's in range, right? But right. Stockton, Stockton is a percentage-wise great three-point shooter, but he never shot in volume, right? Like, his primary offense was creating off the pick-and-roll with Carl Malone, and, like, D-Wade is, like, a notoriously reluctant three-point shooter, and then, obviously, Malone and Abdul-Jabbar, like, they're, like, masters of, like, the that 15 feet and inside area. So, I, I don't know. That just seemed concerning looking at your team, but I don't know. You know I think the reason I went with Stockton was just because I feel like with all the potential scoring ability, especially, you know, with a pick and roll potential or just like working in the paint, I need someone better to facilitate it rather than just kind of have like scoring as a primary option. Because then I thought about like maybe Steve Nash or Jason Kidd or even like CP3, but CP3 got taken. So I thought John Stockton was like a pretty good option for that. But yeah, in terms of spacing, I definitely see your argument. Some notable people that didn't get drafted, I'll just name some of them. Moses Malone, uh, Elgin Baylor, David Robinson, Alan Averson, Steve Nash, Isaiah Thomas, John Havlicek, uh, Jason Kidd, and Kevin DeHill. So there's a lot of guards, especially a lot of ball handling guards, pass first guards that got left off. So I'm really curious for some people that kind of needed that maybe on their team as to why they didn't draft that with their sixth man. But Zach, you kind of got roasted a bit by Neil. You want to defend yourself and you want to roast him a little bit? I mean, all I'm, all I'm going to say is I, I hesitated to draft anyone that um, wasn't playing before 1980. And I know that doesn't apply to him, but like other teams like Dish's team, like Dish has Jerry West and Rick Bear. They they don't necessarily know where to line up for the three. Like I have a monopoly on three-point shooting. And I think for that, I drafted perfectly. Wait, Zach, just, to, just, to, just to defend Dish over here, like Jerry West was shooting it from, that's why he's got the logo, he was shooting it from the logo. I'm pretty sure he knows, like, if he's shooting from 30, it doesn't matter if the three's at 23, 22, 24 feet, he's going to be shooting a three. I don't think he really cares about that. Yeah, sure, and I'm saying, I have the focus with three. scoring and uh, passing with uh, Jerry West, so um, I think, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's definitely considered, like, it's kind of hard to, like, think, like, oh, how would they play in, like, our time, but, like, I mean, it could shape out well with like Jerry West playing in this era, I guess. So Zach, I wanted to ask you, like, when you took you took Ray first in the draft, right? Like um, before before Reggie. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really surprised. I thought you would be the other way around because I think Reggie's a better shot creator. I think he does more on a basketball court than Ray, and I feel like having both of them is kind of redundant. Well, I think in his prime, Ray Allen was pretty versatile. I think a lot of us think about Heat Ray Allen or maybe even uh, Celtics Ray Allen when he was kind of just a spot-up shooter. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Ray and Reggie kind of will complement each other. I get how they're similar, but I think having two of them and Steph, so basically the best three three-point shooters on the court is going to be uh, a disaster to guard. That's true. Offensively, your team is stacked. Not going to lie. Yeah, again, I don't. I guess we're just gonna give up on defense. We're not having any uh, all defensive uh, team uh, team members. I think Zach, your team of all the teams is pretty modern in the sense of you've really committed to the three, and you've really committed to the sort of NBA of today where defense isn't highly sought after, but shooting is really sought after. So it's more of a modern team than some of the other more traditional lineups that we have. Yeah, I think my team's living in the future. Is that what you're saying, Ani? I don't know. I feel like the 
best teams in the game right now don't really rely on the three. Like the Lakers, the Bucks, they have the best defensive like stats, but their offense, they don't really shoot too many threes compared to like the Rockets and the Warriors back. Okay. I get how like the Rockets are always criticized, like they live and die by the three. Like my team's that way, but we're not relying on on Daniel House to make threes. We have Steph, Ray Allen, and Reggie Miller. I think that's pretty reliable. No, I mean, from 2014 to, like, the end of that Warriors-Raptors series, like, the best teams in the league were consistently the Cavs and the Warriors, and those teams shot, like, record numbers of threes per game. So I, I get the logic, and I don't know. I think Ginobili is the best, like, playmaker on your team, which is weird. Spark plug off the bench. It does look a little silly when, uh, now that I look at the spreadsheet, Ginobili next to other bench players like Harden and Giannis, but I stand by it as a as a proud Spurs fan. No, I think you have to stand by your picks. So actually, I think of all the picks that have stand by, you got to stand by the Mondo pick, I think. If anyone was drafting six-man Mondo, I wouldn't always complain about that. But Anuj, you also have a, have a pretty interesting team with Tracy McGrady lined up next to LeBron James and Kevin Garnett. You really have a lot of length starting from the guards. The rest of your team is pretty big. You have one of the best big men of all time, Neil O'Neal. Also, Anthony Davis on the bench. Pretty crazy and really good shot creator in Chris Paul. But... You know, some people might be questioning your T-Mac pick. Why did you choose T-Mac over some of the other players, like uh, Bill Wally, for example, that I had, that now they were above T-Mac on? Yeah, I mean, I was looking for a shooting guard, and Wade had just been picked, and um, I was looking for someone who could guard the two and three, so he's a decent defender, and he can shoot over anyone. Like, Kobe said that T-Mac could score on anyone one-on-one, -on -one, and I feel like he also, like, even though his percentages weren't great, when he shot, I mean, he was double teamed a lot, but he could just, he would fling it from like 30. And like, he was one of the first guys, him, Gilbert Arenas, like those guys would just fling it from like, in like the middle of the 2000s and they were just from 30. So I was like, I just need guys who can shoot. I mean, I would have wanted, I really wanted Clay for my six man, but I just went the complete opposite way. And I was like, I'll just lock down on the inside D. If anyone comes in the paint, they're just going to get knocked down. AD's evolving into a better three-point shooter every single day, so you know, yeah, I feel like my big man, except for Shaq, obviously, but like Garnett and AD, great mid-ranges, decent three-pointers. I feel like Garnett in today's day, like, give him a year of shooting threes, and I feel like he could shoot them at, like, at least 35, 36 clips. And they're locking, like, Garnett could lock down two guards and three guards, and three wings. So I feel like, like, just both ways, they would be amazing. Anuja, are you concerned about touches on your team? Because I know Chris Paul is one of the, like, the highest usage rate players in NBA history, and then... Alongside that, you have Shaq, who's, like, going to require his touches for sure. And then, yeah. I, I don't um, even want to say, like, throw in LeBron James, because, like, he's the yeah. second-best player all the time. But how like how would you see them managing that? I mean, I feel like, I mean, Chris Ball's played with James Harden, which is a guard, like, not even a center, but a guard who takes away the ball with, like, a 35-40% usage. And if he plays with him, he'd be fine. He has great, like, with Shaq, he can always do the pick and roll. So Shaq won't have to just post up all the time, but he can just be rolling and just, like, posterizing everyone. LeBron, I mean, he's played with Wade, he's played with Bosch, he's played with Kyrie, so he knows how to play a little bit off ball. I feel like Chris Paul would definitely be like that second playmaker. LeBron would definitely be the number one option in terms of like assists and playmaking, the same thing like Harden and Chris Paul did. But I feel like th th these guys have facilitated. The only thing about my team would be maybe a little bit about the shooting, but I don't think the touches would be a too big of a problem. No, that makes sense. For so for someone so into advanced metrics, the uh, the Tracy McGrady pick really really stunned me because I think efficiency wise, I think Melo is more efficient. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. But my thing was also that on T Max teams until he like went with Yao, like he had like no help. He was double. It was like Kobe. Like Kobe's not 
that efficient. I mean, he's a little more efficient than McGrady, but McGrady was always doubled. Like, you could see his playoffs. Like, he would do so well. Like, all the advanced metrics in the playoffs, so his win shares and everything was so high. He was just like, he couldn't do anything to bring his team to win, which I feel like when you have facilitators and other scorers and it's like a one-on-one, he could destroy other people one-on-one. Because you can't double in any of these like matchups. If any of your teams played each other, nobody's doubling anyone. Speaking of Kobe, like rest in peace the late great Kobe Bryant, but Dish, that was a very early Kobe pick. I think my pick on Kobe, I, I was debating this a lot. Like it's a lot of like it's an interesting logic. Like, cause you you see all these videos that like Kobe is not the greatest of all time because like of his like the fact that his field goal percentage wasn't that high or like he wasn't really efficient off ball but, but like one thing i would say about kobe is he had more basketball like iq he had the highest basketball iq he can be very shifty in the way he scores he has so many different like i i guess like just attack modes where he can go in the post he can go in the paint he can go like shoot uh, at the three-point line so i think he's very like versatile in that aspect and obviously the five championships the uh 18 all-stars i mean he has the accolades to his name it's just like in terms of efficiency he's also always had like Shaq on his team or he had like Pau gasol andrew bynum that whole stack lineup like it, it, it it's definitely like i think kobe just because he's for sheer scoring and like also, like, it's Kobe. It's Kobe. Brian. It's, Kobe. It's, Kobe. it's Kobe. It's Kobe. Like, you can't, you can't say no to him. Wait, um, I want to, I want to touch on the fact that said Kobe is one of the best basketball IQs. I think he's a great athlete, amazing player. I feel like the amount of times he was triple teamed and didn't pass out of it shows maybe the IQ in those situations was a little low. Yeah. Like we always see the great, like the he hits a game winner on three people, and that's amazing. But they were like to one of those, there's always three like just bricks or air balls or that one that Ron Artest yeah. caught the air ball and put it in Definitely. in that game winner. Definitely, like, yeah. Like yeah, Kobe is not like, uh, I would say he's not like uh, the most efficient player at times. Like he's definitely like not, not like, he he can be in situations where he's not the best IQ, but if you have him like one-on-one -on -one against anyone, oh, yeah. I feel like he knows how to intimidate the per other person to get to the point where he can find an open shot. No matter yeah. what, he's getting, I agree. I think that's one on one. One on one on one because all of these would be one on ones. It's not like you're playing against like, like the Wizards right now. And they have to just double the best player on the other team. Like everyone's yeah. a good offensive player. So like, it's like Kobe one on one is a monster. Yeah, I think there's a difference between having basketball IQ and being a student of the game. I think Kobe is one of the best students of the game. And yeah, what he the, picked I, up from MJ and like the contemporaries, like. He implemented that every single game, and no one did that better. But when you're saying ball IQ, like Chris Paul, I think has a better basketball IQ than Kobe Bryant. Like it, it, ball IQ just matters more about like knowing like positions, like where people are on the court, how to get people open shots, like how to manipulate the game. And Kobe could manipulate individual defenders, but I don't think he did as well a job with like the entire team. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I I, I would uh, adjust like what I said to like make it like player or, like a student of the game. I think that's be a better like like um, way to describe Kobe instead of saying that he has good basketball IQ. But um, to talk about my other picks like uh, uh, Bill Russell, that's sheer out of just because like Bill Russell's most dom I would say he's the most dominant. 
but he's like he could he was getting what like 23 rebounds throughout his career he was uh i mean he he's a pretty big dude and like he got like so many championships against wilt chamberlain and i i i'd say like uh, that was a pick out of sheer like defense and size and then um Kawhi leonard is like he, he he's one of the best two-way players i'd say he's great at defense he can um, find ways on offense. And I think this team honestly just gels well together because like they all have their specific roles and no one really like overlaps over each other. So they know specifically what they would need to do on the court. I think looking at the team lineups, I think your team, Dish, and Zach's team are the teams that I think if you really put them on the court would surprisingly work well. I think, as you said, Dish, you have like your primary options from Kobe Bryant and great point guard and Jerry West. Rick Gary is a pretty good shooter. Kawhi is a really good defender, but can play on ball as well. If you know Kobe's struggling, you got really good defense and lockdown and the can go Russell. And Zach's team, I feel like like Reggie, Ray Allen, and Steph Curry can just chuck up threes, and then like Charles Barkley and Will Chamberlain will just be there to get the rebounds. Yeah. Like, if they get the rebound, they can put it back up, of course. But like you, you could do pick and rolls as well. There's a lot of options with your team. I think it actually might work pretty well together. I think at first I was pretty skeptical. But looking Wait. at it now, compared to a nudist team, personally, I think, as Aditya brought up, usage, I think a lot of players on a nudist team are pretty high usage, especially you have Chris Paul, LeBron James, and Shaq, who throughout their career, Chris Paul, not as much, but, you know, LeBron James, Shaq, and even T-Mac were generally the, the primary ball handler, the primary person to get the ball and have really high usage. I just think it wouldn't, like, the Anubis players don't necessarily play super well off-ball compared to the way Zach's players play well off-ball. You know, Ray Allen mm-hmm. is another definitely super great off-ball. And I think it would just well, uh, work better and gel a lot better than maybe Anubis team. Ani, wait, I wanted to call out the two hosts here, Ani and Shri. What do you guys think about your spacing with Shri only having Dirk who can hit the three and Ani only having Larry Bird hit the three? So, wait, I want to ask Ani first because not not about the spacing. I'll address the spacing when I come to my team. But, Ani, it's like you took a time machine from the 80s and 90s, moved it today, and you watched the first ISO player you could watch and took him. You have five guys who have never played in, like, modern basketball offenses with James Harden. So, I, I want somewhat of an explanation for that. Well, I, I think my my draft is very much a product of the, the, the cards I was dealt with. Like, I had the first pick, I kind of had to take MJ. Of course. And then the, the next pick I got, like, out of the players that were left, I thought Larry Bird and Hakeem were the two best players. And I thought Larry Bird would work pretty okay with, with MJ and I think Hakeem as well. And then when it came to taking Dr. J and Oscar Robinson, I felt like I needed a strong point guard and I needed a bit forward. And then, again, when it came down to it with, with James Harden, I think he was one of the, he was, I was the last pick in the draft. And I think I really needed another shooter on my team. Larry Bird is basically the only shooter I have. So other than, you know, MJ, but MJ's three point percentage wasn't great throughout the year. Um, so that's why I took I took James Harden. But I think in terms of my team overall, I I'm not going hundred percent in all in on my team, I'm not gonna say it's just the best team here, but I think surprisingly it looks it, it looks a lot worse than it actually is. I think um, my team would work pretty well. I think just my starting five, even if you don't have James Harden, I think James Harden fits pretty well in my team. I think you can take out Larry Bird and put in James Harden. You can even take out MJ and put in James Harden. And my team still functions pretty well both on and off ball. And I think spacing might be an issue with only one shooter on my team. But I still think the fact that I have 
you know, a few really good players that can drive really well. You know, MJ is really good at driving, but also Larry Bird is amazing at driving. And I think that really creates some basic issues that MJ is driving and it kicks it out to like a team who can shoot like a nice mid-range or, you know, Oscar is driving down the lane and then he passes out to MJ for the quick elbow jumper. And I think the rebounding on my team is also very good. Every single person on my team is a very good all-around player defensively, but also rebounding. You know, Oscar Robinson, triple machine, uh, triple double machine. And everybody else on my team pretty good at rebounding. So I think I'll have the rebounding edge and also just, you know, the, the spacing edge in terms of not super wide spacing, but I think a lot of driving and kicking out. So that's what I have to say about my team. Not the best because I got first pick and I think first pick is always the trickiest, but I think I, I did the best of the cards I was dealt. Yeah, when you get the first pick of the draft, you're dealt the ultimate card. It's just how you surround that card afterwards. Well, I, I, I think if it's like a regular fantasy draft or something where there's like two or three players and everyone else is like, okay, then yeah, of course. But in this situation where like the difference between MJ and like Kobe Bryant or like the difference between MJ and like Maddie Johnson isn't super far off, you know, they're all great mm -hmm. players. So I think in this situation, unlike some drafts where like having the first pick, if you're like doing an NBA draft, you draft Giannis, you're pretty set. In this situation, you're not necessarily set. There's a lot of things, the players are a lot closer to each other in caliber. Yeah, I think one of the challenges with this draft, for me at least, was like, we're, we're not just drafting the best players available, but we're trying to construct a team that just works, like that fits well together, right? So I guess the I'm going to just go over quick rationale for like my picks. Like for Magic, obviously I wanted someone who just knows how to get people the ball, but also doesn't get in the way of what others are trying to do. So he doesn't have like the highest usage rate amongst like elite point guards. Like he can do his, he, can, he was like a, a willing screener. He... He cut well. He he could play in the post if he had to. Everyone remembers that like baby hook iconic shot in the finals. So he's very versatile in terms of his offensive floor game. And he's he's kind of a defender the same way Steph Curry is, right? Like he was surrounded by very good defenders. So his numbers kind of translated well, but he wasn't the best individual defender. And that kind of justifies my Gary Payton pick, right? Because Everyone knows that Magic isn't going to lock down opposing point guards. So I need Gary Payton as a sixth man to kind of do what, do all the little things that Magic doesn't do. That's what Gary is going to do. He's going to play dirty. He's going to rebound. He's going to scrap. He's going to do all those. He's going to like be in passing lanes. He's going to block shots. So that's kind of those guard rationales. But obviously none of those two are like elite, elite scorers. So that's why I took Clyde Drexler. And... I'm whoever took Kevin Durant, I was really pissed because he went early and I really, really wanted him. But that changes everything for me. Like after that, I was like, oh my God, there's no way I can do what I wanted to do initially. So I took Clyde and he's like a competent three-point shooter. I'm not going to say he's like an elite floor spacer or anything, but the dude averaged like 27, 28 points multiple years. So he can score. And that's one of like, if I have one dude in my backcourt that can do that, that's fine with me. Like, Magic will already give me, like, that 19 and 11. Clyde is going to give me maybe, like, 25 and maybe, like, six boards or something like that. So, I'm I'm fine with that. He was usually pretty efficient. He had, like, true shooting percentages north of, like, 55% most of his career. So, he was always above league average in terms of, like, his efficiency scoring the ball. I and then... You had, like, James Harden as an option. Like I think the, the only reason I didn't take Harden is because he is so ball dominant. Like, it's a waste of the other player's talent on my team if I took Harden. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But it's like the team you have built around would 
fit a very strong scorer. Like, I'm thinking if you even just threw Michael Jordan at that same guard spot, it would work really well. If you just threw a primary scorer right there. See, I wish I could throw Michael Jordan in that guard spot. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ani had the first pick, so I had to adapt. But like when you when you're saying with Harden, like I don't think my team works with Harden, right? Like Harden, Harden shooter. Exactly. Like you were saying the other day, like Harden works best when surrounded with like elite elite three point shooting and sometimes like a secondary playmaker. And I have the playmakers, but I don't have the shooting. Like Dirk is my only top top notch shooter. And I think you with the triangle offense, your team with the triangle offense would be quite good. That would a lot be, of passing, yeah. a lot of mid range. Yeah. yeah. I kind of based it off of like Phil Jackson's like Bulls offenses. I was drafting based like wow. slotting the players in that system. Sure, totally. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, of course. Now you're gonna say that. But... Well, I have Scottie Pippen and I have Magic Johnson, who was like familiar with the concept of a triangle offense. Is this all right? Yeah, I just don't know if Dirk would do well with that because like if you're comparing Dirk to like what Dennis Rodman did for that team. I think it's but like I have but the thing is with that like I have Tim Duncan to do all that work right like yeah, Duncan's gonna yeah, rebound, but it's still, gonna uh, like shots. Tim Duncan at the same time like then like then you have to compare him to like uh like Bill Wennington and something like, like all the other centers on the team well like, if you're comparing Tim Duncan to Bill Wennington I win that matchup no okay right? yeah I mean like other centers on that team like any no but Magic Johnson can play like one through five basically so I feel like that's a very good guy to have like yeah. on the offensive and defensive mm-hmm. side, like he can on any switch, he's not going to be back down. He's not going to be exposed. Yeah, Magic's makes up for it pretty well. Huh? No, yeah, Magic Johnson like makes up for any potential like gap in the, executing a triangle offense, even if exactly it's mm-hmm. there. That's actually yeah, a pretty- yeah. yeah. I guess Magic and Scotty can just slot wherever they want, and mm-hmm. I think it would work. Yeah. yeah, all these teams look loaded. I think I'm like the anti Zach team. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I think the only problem I have with Zach's team is it's kind of small ball, like a, a, like in comparison to every other team. It's kind of like everyone's a little like shorter than the rest of the players. And um, I think that's the only like place you would have a difficulty. Like you have shooters, but then when it comes to defense, like obviously your team might struggle a bit with like, like Ray Allen's not going to be able to stop Kobe to the like if you had someone like Tony Allen, yeah, like you could stop Kobe, but Ray Allen's not going to be able to stop Kobe or like Dwayne Wade or even like Michael Jordan. So I'm I think you just have the rate that Zach shoots at. Like if you're shooting threes at a forty percent clip, you're gonna have to be like scoring at like a sixty yeah. percent clip on the two. Yeah. So it's like he's just really dying, we're living and dying by the three. Like if he's hitting yeah. them, like I don't know if any of our teams could beat that. Yeah, again, I'm like, like we can shoot sixty five. Go ahead. I just, oh, I just muted. Oh, but I was just saying, like, nobody can really shoot 65 from two. So, like, if you're hitting 40, 42 from three consistently on, like, 53s a game, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, because yeah, you know. My team's living Because, like, we, I think we all agree that Tree's team is, like, a triangle offense, Phil Jackson. I guess mine's more of a, like, a D'Antoni six seconds or less type of offense. Mm-hmm. And, like, what a new shit. I feel like my team on their worst day can still outscore a lot of these other teams on their good days just based on three point versus two points. Bro, cause your, your worst day, Steph, Ray and Reggie are all gonna shoot like at least 35% from three. And that's still like league average. So- Wait, but you have to also look at it like you're even on your like, but every day is our best day against your team because our team will be eating, you know, on the boards, on the, on the mismatches. So it's like every team who plays your team is the best day. So you guys gotta be shooting well. 
I don't. I mean, I still have Charles Barkley and Will Chamberlain, so I'm not even. I'm not even too worried about the uh, the rebounds. I guess my team is undersized for the most part, yeah. except for still. Yeah. Also, like Reggie Miller was a great defender for his like for like he shut down Michael Jordan. Like he he's a great defender. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I, shut, I wouldn't say. I don't shut think down shut down. down okay, yeah, but he was still a really good averaging like thirty three as a shutdown or anything. But like, like yeah, he did. He did have like effort. And he, like, yeah. and he stopped him a little bit, you know, like as much as you could, as much as anyone could. As much as, yeah. I think, then, I, think, I think Curry Payton, doesn't get credit enough for being a good defender. Like he plays the yeah. ball really well. Like he's- Yeah, people player. people say he's like a Ray Allen, but I feel like he's like Ray Allen, but just better at defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think Curry is definitely a really good defender. Curry yeah, plays like passing it, lanes really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone willing to concede that their team, that someone else's team isn't better than theirs? Or is everyone standing by here? But also, like, are we saying our team? Because, like, I was also, like, my team can play in any, like, we can play in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010. If we so set like, if, a specific, like, time, I think that would no, be I mean, yeah, like, if we set a time before the draft, I think our draft would also be different. Like, if we said, oh, in the mm-hmm. 2010s, then we're like, okay, like, Zach's team might have an edge over other teams because, like, just, like, with, like, the, the foul calling and the spacing that we have. But, like, if you, like, throw Zach's team in, like, the 80s, like with all the hand checking and stuff like it, that's a completely different thing so like even with mine like if you have mine just in like 2020 i think i would have a, a little bit of a problem with spacing i think the 2000s would be a perfect time then just a middle middle ground between both it was like you still had the aggressive players but you had like the yeah the i think 90s 2000s and in that in that little mid yeah that would be a that would be a good the 90s and the 20 air the 2000s would a more would a more fair comparison just be to compare these lineups against each other instead of doing it in an era based like judging criteria? Yeah, I think I think for me when I was thinking of it when I was thinking of all time, so which which draft, no matter what team you like or what era you put this team in, it could Yeah, be... that's what I'm saying. Whatever like it can be in any era, basically. Like you can play in any of those eras. I mean we could just like, you know, create all these teams in two can have a little playoff battle. If anyone has like an Xbox or PS4, I mean, ultimately, what we're going to do is we're going to get our listeners and viewers to decide. So we're going to yeah, put a poll yeah. on our Instagram podcast got locked in and have them decide which of these teams is best. But I just want, like, I'm just wondering if anybody here, while drafting and seeing somebody else's team, is like, okay, objectively, that team is better. I was going to say initially, but I think I stand by my team actually. I what were you gonna say initially? What were you gonna say initially? You well, have no. to say. It. And initially, I was gonna say like from compared to the other five teams, like I think my team lacks in terms of like somewhat chemistry in a sense. But I think looking at it more, just the way these guys play, I think it actually works pretty well. So. Yeah, chemistry is a hard thing to judge too. I feel like yeah. if the only thing is chemistry, it's not really like a big factor. Yeah, that is true. Redeem is essentially the dream team. So like at that point, like they they yeah. did together. Like no, actually, yeah, my team. Yeah, is yeah. essentially the dream team. So. Yeah, so I think yours is just a little bit of size on your team too. Like you have a ton of wing. You Robertson, you could even say is a wing at a, at a point. Like just his size and his length. You just yeah. basically have like four wings. Yeah, but I think I think for me the thing I like about my team a lot is the fact that everyone can like run down the floor. Everyone can rebound mm-hmm. as well. It's a super like, high energy. Super yeah, high exactly. energy. Exactly. Nobody's exactly. slow. Like really your center good. is extremely fast. Exactly. For a center. Like the only concern with your team, if there even is a concern, is like the shooting, and the rebounding. No, I, I just feel like everyone on my team can rebound pretty well. But they're all like six eight and rebounding compared to like if you if you look at like 
like Neil's team, like with Malone and Jabbar and Durant at the three, or like my team with Shaq, Garnett, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Like, I feel like it's just like 6'10", 6'11", big bodies. It's like a little bit of a problem. Don't forget for Neil's team, there's Giannis coming up from bench too. Exactly. So you have Giannis with those like 14 rebounds. Obviously, it wouldn't be 14 in this, but like, you know, like with a ton of rebounds as well. I think that wraps up what was a pretty great locked-in podcast episode and what was a pretty great NBA all-time draft. So I want to thank everyone for, for coming on and for sharing this experience. It was a really good experimental episode for us, but I think it turned out pretty well and really fun. And for anyone that's watching or anyone that's listening, go to our Instagram, podcast.lockedin, and help us decide what you guys think is the best team. So. Yeah, huge shout out to all our guests. We'll, we'll be putting this episode up on YouTube. We'll have it on our regular Spotify, Apple Music, everything. Uh, we have a website now. We mentioned it last episode, but again, it's www.lockedinpod.com. We'll be posting maybe a follow-up article. It'll be our first article on the website. So stay on the lookout for that. And yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, thank you guys for, for, for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And as always, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, people. Peace. I'm telling y'all, man, the sports knowledge is too extensive.